The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. If you haven't heard already, three shows a week. So make sure you set your alarm for Monday and Tuesday to remember to listen to the podcast, especially Monday. Monday's the new day this year. Uh, But we've been doing that now for all season. So if you haven't heard yet, now you know again. Rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Your Friday crew, your host today, Brendan Glasheen, joined by BJ Cunningham and Charlie DeSterco are reviewing the 15-game slate. Cubs and Dodgers get underway at 2.20 Eastern this afternoon. If the guys have anything, we'll give it to you. But if you're listening late, apologies. That's the only early game, though. We've got a couple of Apple TV games, Jays-Yankees, Astros-Braves, can dive into some storylines, some uh, pretty good pitchers on the mound, some really meaty underdogs. And I was pretty entertained last night by the San Diego, Arizona series. That's going underway, uh, getting underway this weekend. Fernando Tatis back in the lineup for San Diego. So if we can mix any of that in, we will, as we normally do, we start with best bets for the slate. We'll begin with Mr. BJ Cunningham. What do you got for us on this 15 game? Yeah, I like the under eight runs in uh, Nationals Twins. It's going to be a little cold in Minneapolis on Friday night. A balmy 31 degrees and snow Ooh. showers by by first pitch. Uh, Trevor Williams versus Tyler Molly. Trevor Williams, uh, you know, I categorize him as a perfectly average starting pitcher. Through first three starts, his ERA has been around three and a half. Walk per nine rates really low, av- allowing a very low average exit velocity and a low hard hit rate. And the problem with him, though, is, is that he's a fly ball pitcher and the wind is blowing out 11 miles per hour at target uh, target field tonight. But her ballpark pal, uh, which is a guy who projects how many, you know, uh, runs will get suppressed or inflated based on the temperatures and the wind at each ballpark. 
the amount of home runs given the the temperatures are going to be reduced by about 41%. So even though the wind's blowing out, uh, he gets a little bit of advantage here with being cold uh, temperatures. Male, I mean, he's an outstanding starting pitcher. Four straight years now putting up great expected indicators. Since 2020, he's posted an expected ERA below 3.8. He's got an incredibly effective fastball. He only averages around 93 miles per hour on it, but Last season, opposing hitters only had a 180 expected batting average against it, and that stuff plus rating of 107, which was top 30 in Major League Baseball. And something interesting from his first three starts, he's basically abandoned his cutter, which was his third most thrown pitch last season. Now he's throwing his slider 30% of the time, where last season he only threw about 10% of the time. This offseason, he was quoted as saying, he's saying basically he struggled with this breaking ball for so long, couldn't find the grip mindset of where it needed to be. Then he went to uh, a place called driveline, which is basically an analytics or performance enhancing uh, place for major league starting pitchers. They helped him out. They tailored it, that slider to the pitch that, you know, favors him and in the way his arm angle is. And so far small sample size, but 30% whiff rate and 196 expected weight on base average allowed against it. So the nationals were pretty bad against fastballs uh, and sliders last season, minus 11.4 run value. So, with the cold, cold temperatures, I only have 7.2 runs projected for this. So I like the under eight and eight runs at minus 115. Okay, on to Charlie. What do you got for a best bet today? Yeah, it seems like everybody is going to drive line, like Debundo and Zerillo said. He went to Jared, he went to drive line. Pitchers seeing their <laughs> success rise. He totally went to Jared. I- I'm targeting a different pitcher that has seen a huge uh, jump in his stuff plus, and that's Graham Ashcraft. The Reds Pirates first five under four and a half. Ashcraft actually has the fourth highest stuff plus of all pitchers in Major League Baseball. That's higher than Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, and Shane McClanahan. He's really sticking to his slider and throwing that a lot more. His fastball slider has been extremely effective, effective, and he's seen his uh, step forward as far as both strikeouts and ground ball rate this season. And, and his sweet spot's been halved. He's a, a pitcher that I'm looking to back as the season progresses. I know DeBundo's been heavy on him too, the stuff plus machine that is DeBundo. And, and Mitch Keller is, is Action Network's hero. It feels like every single time that man's on the mound, someone's on the Pirates or the under. I'm on the first five under here, top 6% of all pitchers in hard hit rate. Has seen his strikeout numbers jump to 25% for the first time in four years. And he's top 30 in stuff plus two. So these are two pitchers that are pretty underrated in the market. I have this number closer to four. So at four and a half around that minus 115 mark, I think it's a great spot to back and under here. Mitch Keller, not only Action Network's hero, but a hero of my hometown, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and a guy I know very well, actually. Great. So Keller hasn't gone to Jared, but what has he done to be somewhat better? Well, you know, I actually, I wrote about Keller a couple, a couple of weeks ago. What he's done is he's a very fastball heavy pitcher. He's always had great velocity on it, but What's happened to him in years past is his fastball's gotten too high in the zone. This season, he's keeping it below the hitter's bat, so you can see his barrel rate is way down, hard hits rates way down, his ground ball rate is up, and that's really what had been his big success. Um, it hasn't really been, you know, his slider's been good, but it's just keeping his fastball more down in the zone and having better command of it uh, has helped him out. Yeah, command is huge with him because his issue is walk rate at times, and that's where it can lead to a game spiraling out of control, but he's been able to keep down top of that this year and limit the hard hit rate and has just been extremely effective in the Pirates rotation. Okay, let's go on to fade the public. A lot of uh, big public sides today. I'm looking at the app right now. The public likes you. 
That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Houston's getting uh, a good amount of the cash. Even Pittsburgh, referring to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's getting love. Milwaukee, now some striking ones. Seattle's getting tons of love. And I saw a bunch of you guys went in and grabbed Seattle last night. I'm not sure if there's still value there with the number uh, growing uh, towards the, 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 said the Seahawks, the Mariners. But I want I want to go to Charlie. It's Friday. I want to go to Charlie first because he is going to go to a team that has looked absolutely putrid in the Oakland Athletics. They've lost seven games in a row. The franchise has found out that they're going to move to Vegas. Oakland's not thrilled about it, but I love their passion. But I I last night getting ready for the podcast, I read your blurb in the action app, and I'm like, is this? I mean, it was look. It was 4:20 yesterday, so I don't know what the hell you were up to when you went. You went out and you were in a different world on Planet Zippy. But please explain your your Shrek comparison to why you're taking Oakland today. I was on cloud nine from the Rangers victory. I was at the game last night, so I, not not any festivities. But listen, right. the athletics, the athletics money line here at plus 180, and the, the reason why I like them here, and 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 I I mentioned this, the Shrek comparison. It's it's like it's it's like you donkey in the beginning of Shrek when he's getting turned in for being this magical creature and he, and then he gets the magic dust and he goes and he and he starts flying and he's like that's right fool now I'm a flying talking donkey you might have seen a house fly maybe even a super fly but you ain't never seen a donkey fly and then he goes right back down to earth and they get him this is what I see about the athletics. Right? I like this matchup here, but it's just setting me up for pain of them going up two nothing and then losing fourteen to four after a seven run fifth inning. But the matchup here is great for them as far as why I think they're un- undervalued. JP Sears, he's just through six innings of two run ball against the Mets and only three against the Orioles, two of the top eleven teams in baseball as far as hitting left-handed pitching. He's got two fifty-four expected batting average with great control, so he's not going to pitch himself into these issues. And the Rangers are 23rd in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. That's where they struggle. It's the first, it's the first team in the AL West in the Rangers, but John Gray's on the mound. He's coming back after leaving last start with an injury. He only made, made two innings pitch, and his underlying metrics are concerning. Expected batting average is 254, X slugging near 500. That mirrors his 2020 numbers where he had a 581 expected ERA. What's his expected ERA right now? 541. There's a lot of underlying concerns here. And listen. It's it's a plus one eighty. It's, it's it's a huge underdog for a reason. But I think the athletics and and Zarillo's talked about this plenty of times before. They're gonna have value as they go three and sixteen, three and seventeen, three and eighteen, however it is. But I think this is a good spot to back them against a Rangers team that doesn't hit left-handed pitching well. I trust Sears, and maybe Donkey will fly away this time instead of coming back down to earth and giving up seven runs in the fifth. Hey, I can fly. He can fly. He can fly. He can talk. <laughs> That's right, fool. Now I'm a flying talking donkey. You might have seen a house fly, maybe even a super fly, but I bet you ain't never seen a donkey fly. <laughs> he thinks he's taking off. So like, here I am. I'm like, oh, I thought X are up two nothing in the second or third. You know, we get a, a big home run from like Jesus Aguilar, and then all of a sudden, it just crashes down like every single athletic start. I mean, look at that Mason Miller start. You start out, they start out great. And the next thing you know, in the sixth inning, they go up like five or six runs and lose by like 10 to the Cubs. Hmm. If the A's are successful tonight, I think we should, you should come up with a Pixar reference every Friday when we have you. <laughs> some sort of comparison because um, yeah, we can have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Took me, took me a second to wrap my head around it. But now, now having you here and hearing your voice, it makes more sense. <laughs> 
BJ, is a, this a public side you're you're looking to fade? And just looking at the app right now, Texas getting 89% of the bets. The money's 50-50 according to the Action app on this Friday morning. You can go in this direction. Any other public sides that jump out? I see Tampa's getting a lot of love. Philadelphia to bounce back against the Rockies, kind of to uh, Charlie's point. I mean, the Rockies had a long losing streak going into last night, and the Phillies got blanked by Colorado. So any public side that you're looking to stay away from? Yeah, I mean, I it's hard because like I, I am projecting a little bit of value on the Rockies. If that number floats into the 260, 265 range, I may have to actually play that because I know DeBundo's been all over this, but Noah's velocity's down, which is a tad concerning. Uh, and you know, laying that huge of a number uh with Philadelphia right now is is too much. I, you know, staying in the the Oakland Rangers game, I actually do like the under nine runs. Uh, you know, Charlie mentioned JP Sears. He's, he's given up five home runs in his first three starts. He only gave up eight home runs all last season in around 11 starts. So I don't expect him to continue to give up a ton of home runs. And this is a very friendly pitching environment and something else for John Gray. I know his expected metrics are bad this season through, you know, a small sample size, but last season he was really good. 3.5, not expected ERA. Obviously it was his first season in Texas after, having to pitch at Coors Field for the majority of his career. So uh, finally pitching in a good uh, pitcher's type environment was was good for him, and he he performed very well. So, uh, And the other thing with the the Rangers lineup is that Corey Seager's now on the 10-day IL. Mitch Hanniger's also hurt. So if you look through the Rangers lineup right now, it is – it's pretty bleak. And obviously the A's lineup, you look at it every day, it's pretty bleak. So with two really bad offenses here and two pitches that, uh, you know, I believe to be average to slightly above average, mm-hmm. like under nine runs. Quickly thoughts on Otani and the angels home against Kansas city Royals are plus two forty. I know Zarello's <sighs> in Kansas city. Yeah. I mean, well, Kansas city there, it looks like they're going to go with a bullpen game for Taylor Clark. Um, I don't expect him to, you know, go beyond two or or three innings right there. And, you know, the Royals have struggled so far this season hitting wise. Um, And yeah, the number is probably good enough. uh, But uh, I project the angels at minus two twenty three. So, I mean, you could make a case if they get to, you know, two seventy. I can maybe, play them but other than that no it's a pass for me yeah way okay anything there charlie quickly on otani and getting a big favorite tonight against the royals who've lost six straight yeah i mean you'll never get uh otani at a good discount it feels like there's always gonna be value on the other side because the public will be so heavily on him yeah i'm not taking a side here the the angels also have lost a couple straight I think this is a perfect spot for a bounce back yeah, I'm not. It's a pass for me too. I, I'm not back in the Royals right now. They're one of the worst offenses in baseball at this point, as far as success goes. So uh, I think the Angels kind of roll. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. 
only must be 21 or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from ensuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 next step in Arizona 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado DC Kansas Louisiana Nevada Wyoming or Virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana Maryland New Jersey or West Virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi in Ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Okay, on to our favorite underdogs of the day. Then we'll have a couple more bets from BJ and Charlie. Each of them have a few more, and then we can wrap it up. Where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? BJ, favorite dog on the board. Of course, we discussed some, right? Like Oakland and some of those mm-hmm. longer shots, but maybe ones that are a bit closer to the uh to the favorite. Which dogs do you like today? Yeah, I like the Marlins, plus 120 on the road uh against Cleveland. Zach Plesek, good fade material here last season. Drastic overperformer, ERA at 4.3, expected ERA, full run higher. He's gotten lit up in his first three starts, 19 run, 19 hits allowed and 10 earned runs. And here's the problem with Plesak and why he's struggled so much. It really can be just boiled down to his fastball. Last season, he threw it 44% of the time. Posing hitters had a 308 expected batting average against it and a 418 expected weighted on base average. It had a stuff plus rating of 76, which was bottom 20 among major league starting pitchers who threw at least 100 innings. This season, he's throwing his slider more. He's trying to hide his fastball. But the problem is, is yes, he has a great slider and stuff plus on that slider is very, very good. But when you don't have another pitch outside of that slider, hitters can really key on whatever pitch is going to be coming and whether it be a fastball. And he's also got a change up, which was also very bad last season. 358 expected weighted on base average allowed, 87 stuff plus rating. So it's not a surprise to see him regress the way he has if hitters are able to key on his fastball and his changeup. He'll be going against Braxton Garrett, who is just a perfectly average major league starting pitcher. 17 starts last season, 4.05 expected ERA. Not the greatest stuff, but he has great command location plus of 102. Brought his pitching plus up to 98. So I do give the Marlins a slight advantage in the starting pitching matchup here. And the Guardians were one of the worst lineups against left-handed pitching last season. And something else I brought up uh a couple of pods ago is that the guardians are also bottom five in major league baseball and defensive run safe to begin the season. I understand it's still somewhat of a small sample size, but they were one of the best defensive teams in baseball last season. So when they don't have that type of advantage over a Marlins team, that's just a very average defensive team. Uh, I don't really think police should be this big of a favorite. So uh, I like the Marlins at plus plus one twenty. Yeah, we've talked a lot too about the guardians and their low home run rate as well mm-hmm. um, to be helpful. Also be really, really cold in Cleveland as well. You got to love these April games, huh? Because you you can get some edges with the weather. I know the wind becomes a factor and and the warmth will be a factor as well. There's, but this time of year, you can find a day where it's just, 
it's hell outside in Minnesota. Like you said, it's in uh in Cleveland today. Always can circle some spots for this really cold. And then you really don't get that again until October, maybe yeah. September. Okay, Charlie, this one I'm I'm curious about your analysis because I think a lot of folks over at Action Network are in on this play, and I may or may not have dabbled myself, but a lot of love on for the Houston Astros, but it's a different angle. And they're a very short dog, but explain yourself today, please. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm targeting the Astros over the first five innings here. Uh, Elder is one of the guys that I've been looking to fade, and this is a perfect spot, I think, to do it because the Astros are pretty undervalued at this point because they've been struggling to start the season. But I think that this offense is going to get going against Elder. He's in the bottom 15% of all pitchers in hard hit rate. That's nearly 50% hard hit rate. The barrel rate has jumped up. His control has been an issue. He was due for negative regression last year with a 425 expected ERA, which was over a higher than over a run higher than his actual ERA. So when you look at his numbers, just like from a comparison standpoint, they're pretty alarming. And the Astros lineup, as bad as it's been as far as you know, success in the in the slow start from Pena and Bregman and the injuries, this is a great spot to back them. And, and Hunter Brown's just one of the guys that you you want to back. Last year he came in, he was great. This year he's been very good as well. A 222 expected batting average and a 311 expected slugging, a sub 5% barrel rate with three main pitches. So he's able to kind of mask himself against this Braves lineup, throwing his fastball a lot less than last year and throwing his slider nearly 20% more. So he's finding more success with that slider. 14 innings of no run ball, or I guess, yeah, no run ball in those last two starts. So no run runs in the last two starts against the Braves offense that he's pitching a lot better. And, and Elder's a guy that I'm looking to fade. So I, I like the Astros here at about even money as an underdog against uh, the Braves. We'll, we'll let that slide. Is that really a true underdog play? But, you know. <laughs> well, I gave you the athletic. You, you asked me for the athletics. Uh, you know, this is true. Made the public. That, that would have been my underdog. But now right, we're giving out right. the Astros over the first five here. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, final bets. And then we'll get out of here. BJ, you have similar sentiments about the Astros today in the first couple innings. Yeah, five. I like Astros. Yep. I like Astros first five as well. I won't go get too much into it, but uh, you know, I do project them at one minus 132 for the first five innings. So I like the value there. I also like the Giants minus 108 at home against the Mets. Joey Lucchesi is back from Tommy John surgery. Uh, and I don't know what we're going to get from him today. Uh, he's been out. He didn't pitch at all last season. Uh, recovering from that. He's going against Di Sclafani, who, who was bad in five starts last season, but this season he's been okay. The season before that, he was around a 3-5 expected ERA pitcher. So, you know, I do project the Giants at minus 127, so I like the value there. Uh, I'll, you know, Charlie already spoke about, you know, the Reds and, and Pirates game. I actually do like the Pirate or the, the Reds for the first five at plus 135. I think that number is a little too high for Graham Ashcraft. Like Charlie said, outstanding stuff plus numbers has a lot of velocity on his fastball and his cutter, uh, to give hitters a lot of trouble with that. And the Reds have been perfectly average against right handed pitching to begin the season, even though a lot of the, even though they've been really bad against lefties. So their overall hitting metrics, uh, look bad, but they've been good against righties. And then, like I already mentioned, the Twins. Full game under eight, and if you also, I also do like under four and a half at minus one twenty as well. Charlie, you got a couple more, including I know the Mariners. I'm, I'm curious because if someone's listening now, are they still playable at where they're at? Because I know you got them close to even money yesterday. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, I still like the Mariners at. There's a minus one twenty five in the market. I got minus one twenty. I'd probably take that one twenty five, maybe one thirty, but that's probably the highest I would go. I'm gonna fade Stephen Matz until the cows come home. These small sample sizes walks are up. 
significantly from last year. His strikeout rate is back down to career average. He's in the bottom 20% of all pitchers in expected batting average and hard hit rate, has barrel rate issues, and he's just an overall fade right now, nearly five and a half expected ERA. And then George Kirby's on the mound opposite him. You know, you saw Zerillo, Anthony, myself all put in the Mariners yesterday afternoon when the line dropped. Uh, you know, he, they talked about him nonstop as far as, you know, being a potential Cy Young winner. Maybe that's not – the window is not this season – and he struggled out of the gate to start, but I think this is a perfect spot to back him as a bounce back start. His barrel rate's sub 4% and his hard hit rate's below 40. So when you look at his overall numbers, yes, he has a 310 expected batting average, but that's also come with a 345 batting average on balls in play. So I think that number's going to drop based on how well he's been able to limit that hard contact. It's just the balls have been falling in, in places that they, you know, that's you can't defend. It's not like a defensive issue. And walks are compact to a minimum a fit down around three. So I like the Mariners here up to that minus 130 number. I'm actually going head-to-head with BJ here on the Mets. I don't like Descafani. That's the, my, I think that there's a lot to uh, to not like about him. Uh, you do for negative regression is just when you look at his numbers, compared last year and this year, not much has really changed. He's got a 216 batting average on balls and play. That number is going to go back up to 250, 260, 270, whatever. He's got a 256 expected batting average. So he's getting a bit of luck. Obviously, it's only been three starts, but his hard hit rate is nearly 50%. So he's getting hit hard. They're just not really coming with success. And if you look at his three starts this season and why he has such a, a good start thus far, he's played the White Sox, the Royals, right. and the Tigers. Where they rank? 19th, 29th, and 30th in WRC+. Plus. So he's played two of the worst teams in baseball. And two of the three worst teams in baseball with the athletics, whether you, wherever you put them, but the Royals and Tigers are, are pretty bad. And he's got a 13 and a half percent barrel rate thus far, obviously really early sample size, but if he's getting hit harder by these teams, I think the Mets are going to be able to get to him and the way the Mets are playing right now. I'm not sure you can really fade them. Luke Casey, obviously I'm nervous a little bit about him, but the giants are 29th in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. And they're the fourth worst strikeout rate. Luke Casey, I think he'd be a little bit of concern right there, but I'm going to back my fellow Italian here. Mets money line. And then the last play, just real quickly, Mookie bets over one and a half total bases. I've been dabbling on player props a lot recently. Pretty, pretty successful thus far. So hopefully we keep it going. I bet Mookie over one and a half total bases against Smiley on Sunday. And he hit it. He's got he's got Smiley's number 11 of 31 against Smiley with four doubles and two home runs in his career. Last season against left-handed pitching, 308 average and a 609 slugging with 34 extra base hits and 48 hits. So when he makes contact, he makes hard contact, and usually it goes for extra bases. So I have no problem laying Mookie Betts around that minus 105-110 number for over one and a half total bases against Smiley, who doesn't strike out batters. BJ, he's riding the high from the uh, Oscar Hern- uh, Gonzalez home run the other day. So Charlie's got himself a little bankroll now for the player props these days. Yeah, <laughs> seems, seems so. Was that a Tinger? That oh, was Tinger Tuesday, right? Yeah, it was Dinger Tuesday. It was a left-handed pitching against a righty with power, and he had his first home run of the, of the, of the first home run of the season. His, and it his gave only, me a nice payday. His only home run so far. Yeah, he'll have like he'll have like ten to twelve at the end of the year or something like that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, that's it. We got to get out of here again. We are here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. You can find Charlie Disturco, BJ Cunningham in the Action app in case they add anything else. Of course, over the weekend. But there's always baseball to consume. You can find all of our Action Network MLB contributors for their picks and what they may have for you uh, this coming weekend. But we do come to you again on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. 
We are presented by BetMGM. For Charlie, BJ, Brendan Glasheen, thanks to David Payne for his hard work this week, getting the pod up and running uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you again Monday. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.